Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, speaking of Twitter, right? A lot of cool, a lot of different things coming out of the game uh, that people are just running with. One, when you look at the route charts, and I can't remember if we touched on this on the post game show or if I just thought about it afterwards, but uh, the 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 similar similarities of Hollywood Brown's route charts. I don't know if you got to see this. This is those next gen stats gunner. Um, They show basically the, the map of where guys were running throughout the game. And and when they call, you know, every time they're called where they, what are their routes look like? And all of Hollywood Brown's were on the left side of the field. And it just triggered a lot of fans in their memory of last year when the Cardinals were struggling with Hopkins okay. and Hopkins routes all being on the left side of the field. And and then just, again, challenging Cliff for that creativity of, you know, you're a offensive guru, right? Yes. That's kind of what we've dubbed him. How come you're not moving the, these guys, your, your star receivers? Why are you not moving them around the field? Yeah, I mean, if they're on the same side every play, that seems pretty predictable, and they know kind of where those guys are going. So, what, you know, from, I, I'm not a head coach, obviously not an offensive coordinator, but in my mind, I'm like, well, why wouldn't you change it up? Why wouldn't you put them on the, uh, the right side and the left side and, and change up the routes a little bit just to be well, a little and, more predictable, And right? change up matchups, right? Like, if you're moving them around the field, now you may have a guy that's just locked on Hollywood and he follows him both sides, whatever. But a lot of times, you know, there's defenses that don't do that. There's times where they're just playing a side. And so maybe you get better matchups, right? Like, you don't have Hollywood going against Jalen Ramsey every time or whoever it is, right? the star corner or whatever team you're playing. It's just kind of weird that that Cliff doesn't move these guys around. And when you talk offensive creativity, I, I think back to a play in that game where they called the Wildcat um, to James Conner. Mm-hmm. It, it was right, you know, we were at, at the end zone. We were yeah, in the red zone, right? Yeah, I was watching Kyler back away and then take off running. And then oh, I, thought get it, the, I kind of fooled me for a second. I thought they were going to throw it to Kyler. Yeah. All of a sudden. I was like, whoa, wait, what's happening? But uh, game what? Yeah, 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 yeah. But but you call that, right? And and I feel like, Cliff, I, I do have faith that you are a great mind of an offensive coach to a degree. But I'd like to see that in the middle of the field from 20 to 20, not so much in the red zone, right? Like maybe in a desperation or, or something like that. But when you're four yards from the end zone, like you brought back James Conner because of his nose for the end zone, hand him the ball. Like, what are we doing? (laughs) 
Like, why are we doing a wildcat? And why are we doing a wildcat with Kyler? Take Kyler out, put another, bring your jumbo package in or whoever, bring a, an extra lineman, whatever you got to do to help support James Conner getting in that end zone if you want to do a wildcat. Like, yeah, but but to give credit to the Rams defense and them being prepared for that, because I mean, watching it on TV, I was like, what the heck? Because if I was on the field, I'd be I'd be following Kyler. I'd be trying to figure out what the heck is going on. The Rams didn't budge. They didn't budge at all, man. It was I, like they, they I personally don't remember a time someone actually said this to me, made the exact point you're making. They go, well, that only works if the Cardinals ever pull the trigger and throw it to Kyler. I don't <laughs> think that's ever happened. So it's yeah. kind of like a dummy play where you you kind of know, like the only dummy is you because he never that gets Rams defense isn't yeah. going to fall for it. They know yeah. Kyler's not getting the ball in that situation. At least that's what I think people believe at that point. So. Yeah. Um, AJ Green. Uh, uh, is he, is he playing Sunday? I know he's, they were talking about him being injured, right? Cause of what happened on Sunday. Got- so his, his status as of yesterday, which obviously we record this on a Tuesday. So Monday he, uh, status was unknown bone bruise. They're going to have press conferences here. It might be happening right now. So that update may be a little bit out of date, but yeah, status was unknown due to bone bruise. Justin Pugh day to day with an elbow injury. And then uh, Rashard Lawrence did have surgery on his hand and he's already been ruled out for this game. So the Cardinals are thin on that defensive line. Uh, and it's got a lot of people talking that, do you give a call to to the Dominican Sue? Right? Is he someone we've been talking about for a few weeks? Is he a guy that could add to that locker room? Cardinals historically don't like adding those uh, kind of rough nose personalities like a Sue, but you know, desperate times call for desperate measures. So it'll be interesting to yeah. see with these injuries. Do do the Cardinals make a move and and start bringing people in? I did see they did just activate. So this would probably say no to that question. Uh, they did just activate one of the pass rushers that they did draft in the seventh round um, just a few minutes ago, and they did release safety De- Deontay Thompson. So. Uh, if they keep activating their own guys, it sounds like they probably aren't going to be adding for the free agent market. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to point out though, as we bash on the offense a little bit uh, <laughs> on the positive side, Hollywood Brown is third in receptions behind cup and digs. Uh, uh, cup has 28 digs has 27. Brown has 24. So that's, it's a great number it, to see. Yeah. But then he's just not getting in the end zone. And and that's the uh, the second yeah. piece to it, right? You got to find the end zone. So it's one thing to get the receptions, and it's great. I, you know, the positive is what we've talked about before. The reason you traded it for him was the the chemistry of Kyler Murray and him, and it seems like they've already found it. Right? There was a little bit of a struggle in the first game. He was uh, Hollywood wasn't very involved. Well, games two and three, he's been very involved. So hopefully yeah. that that chemistry is back and they can build upon it. And now just correct the part of getting in the end zone. Um, let's hope on uh, Sunday. I know we'll break down the game a little bit more later on on the uh, the next podcast. They can get a hopefully the Cardinals get a quicker start. Uh, there's a stat that I came across here um, that uh, the Cardinals have been outscored in the first quarters, thirty-one to zero, in the first quarter of the three of the last three weeks and uh deficit of 10.3 points through 15 minutes of game action during their one and two start. Yeah. You can't win that way. No, I mean, there's just no way. So they, they've got to get off to a quicker start. And again, hopefully that rapport between Hollywood and 
and uh, Kyler and also Dorch and Kyler. Hopefully they just keep building upon that. But now we got to get the run game going like the run game needs to happen. You need to commit to it early. Get it going. Tire that defense down. That'll open up your offense even more. So hopefully that's what you see against Carolina. The Cardinals have not played well against Carolina in the past. Uh, They've not beaten the Panthers since October 6th of 2013. That is six straight losses. I'm sure we'll talk about that number again on our our, uh, pregame show coming up here uh, on Friday. But it's been pretty ugly. If they, you know, obviously Vegas odd, you know, when they set the odds and the, the numbers and the, and all that, I mean, they, they look at stats like that. So, I mean, being that the Cardinals not have, have not beaten the Panthers since 2013, uh, and, and, and the Cardinals, you know, having that record, that road record of uh, nine, they won nine of the last 10 road games that takes into account. And that kind of breaks, makes them about even though, I mean, look at, I mean, we mentioned that earlier, you know, uh, Panthers only two point favorites in this game. Yeah, you know, the worst part about it, though, is is and what it makes me feel good that it's only two points is the Panthers have slaughtered us like I think out of all those games that we've had since 2013, it's been bloodbaths. I mean, you can't forget the NFC championship game a few years back where the Cardinals just were not in it. (laughs) I went there. It was terrible. This was in 2015. Uh, It was a bloodbath. So the, the Cardinals just have not looked respectable. Now, I will say the optimism here is Tyler Murray is two and oh, and the Cardinals are two and oh. I believe the Cardinals as well. Yeah. Well, I don't think we played Baker the year before, but Kyler's definitely two and oh against Baker Mayfield. So Kyler has Baker Mayfield's number, and you would hope to see that continue and, and roll this week. Now with yeah. a different team, right? He beat he beat Baker when he was with the Browns. Hopefully uh Baker disrupts the Panthers slaughter fest of the Cardinals the past few years. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, he couldn't even beat his old team. Week one of the season, the Panthers played the Browns. And I mean, if you can't beat the old team. I I don't know, man. Where's that's the motivation? Game, that's a game you got to get up for, right? Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, it's the old, so. old squad Def, definitely got to get up for it. One guy I do want to shout out before we wrap today is Zach Allen. We talked about him last week uh, a little bit. There was a play that I, I made sure I sent you on Twitter where he just was blowing things up uh, against the offensive line. According to ESPN, the Cardinals are leading the pass rush win rate. Uh, which is crazy because we only have two sacks, but apparently we are uh, getting into the backfield. It's just not being able to convert. And, you know, you could blame that maybe on the secondary or those linebackers where those quarterbacks are just being able to convert to, there's just not enough time, right? The linebackers and the corners aren't, aren't holding their guys long enough for the pass rushers to get to the quarterback. But Zach Allen is in is third place in the league right now. So, I think the Cardinals are due to make some disruptive plays on defense. And and Zach Allen is quietly having a great, great showing. Mm. All right. Voice of bird got over here to close out the episode. I was curious. You guys talked about at the top of the show, taking a look at visions, the wild card situations coming up this week. You're going to see outside of the division, the New York football giants who lost on Monday night are going to be playing the Chicago bears. So those are two teams that are third in their divisions lined up with what could be that final wild card spot. And then you also have the Seattle Seahawks inside your division right behind you, both one and two. They're going to be taking on the new Orleans saints third there in the NFC South. 
even though it's early in the season, where do you guys stand in terms of confidence looking at those other third place teams around the NFC and saying, hey, at least on paper, in theory, we are better than them. And that's why turning this thing around is very much possible for Arizona. Well, let me ask you a question about the uh, the Giants quarterback. Didn't he go down? Daniel oh, Jones? he's fine, baby. Daniel Jones is living the dream. Sterling okay. Shepard, yep. however, long, longest tenured Giants, did suffer a terrible injury. But let's stay focused on the Arizona Cardinals. We don't need to make this yeah, the, about the, how good uh, the Giants are. The, the, the extra voice you're hearing is producer Adam, and producer Adam is a Giants faithful member. Oh, yes. And so that's why he's really asking this question, because he's teeing us up to hate on the Giants here. But uh, – <laughs> Are the Cardinals better than the Giants, the Bears, and the Saints? I think so. When I look at them, like, talent-wise, they should be. Are they better today? Probably not. But, you know, as the season progresses, you have, I feel like you have way more talent on this Cardinals roster, especially as the team gets healthy, that there is no way you can't uh, get in front of those teams when you're trying to get one of those last couple wild card spots. And again, the division's not out of reach either. We're only three weeks in. Yeah. So as much as, you know, we keep talking wild card, wild card, because that's how yeah. bad this team looks now. Uh, the Cardinals also started eight. No, last year. Do we recall that? Like, does everyone remember that? Like <laughs> you can quickly go from penthouse to the outhouse and yeah. right now we are in the outhouse so, so we can go from the outhouse to the penthouse uh it's just going to take some building here with with guys coming back and before the bird god's voice goes back behind the curtains you're talking about justin fields you're talking about Jameis winston you're talking about daniel jones kyler murray should be the best quarterback out of that group right he is yeah. the guy that's the most talented and capable of being 8-0 or maybe being the reverse of that. But you have to have confidence, obviously, in who you have under center, even if he and the head coach are working out some kicks. I think the Seahawks or the Saints are just kind of out of that. I mean, we can just kind of eliminate them now. I mean, they, they look bad, right? I mean, are you on that same yeah, page? At least with the Seahawks. I mean, they're terrible. Uh, the Saints, I mean, they haven't looked good at all. Um, with with that being said, we thought Carolina looked terrible. I believe it was last year, and they ended up beating us uh, yeah. at home. So th- there's been teams that you play that you just think are terrible, and and we will be playing the Saints here in a few weeks. Yeah, those are the games. Just, those are the games. Carl's got to win, right? They got to yeah. win. They got to win those games. You can't lose when you when you're losing to the teams that you expect to lose to. That's fine as long as you beat the teams you expect to win. And, and well, here's Seattle and, and the Saints are one of them. Yeah, the Saints. I mean, the Saints beat the Falcons, which the Falcons kind of suck. I mean, this, and then then the Falcons already beat beat Seattle this last weekend, and uh, the Buccaneers beat the Saints twenty to ten, and the Panthers just played the Saints this last weekend and beat them uh, twenty two to fourteen. So, yeah, it's a, it's a carousel of all the bad teams playing each other and beating each other. The Giants and Bears is. are the Giants and Bears are two of those, right? They're going to play yeah. this week, like producer Adam was saying, and unfortunately, one of them is going to get a win. I hope it ends in a tie because that would actually help matters. But yeah, um, yeah I, I don't think either of those teams are are threats for the playoff this playoffs this year. And I think yeah. you see that with the Cowboys. I don't buy this Cooper Rush phenomenon with the Cowboys either. I, I mean, I only got to watch snippets of the game yesterday i did not get to see him last week everyone's starting to say he might take jack's job but ultimately i think he's doing what what you had what you had with the cardinals last year uh when when kyler went down you know your your second string quarterback comes in he does what he's supposed to do and gets you where you need to be 